0: I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sins no more. The word of God for the people of God. Song has a song that, that says, Your love's making all things new. You're working in, for, in all for good. For the things of this world, there is hope renewed in the life that is found in you. You make all things new. My faith is in things unseen, bringing life where it has not been, speaking things that are not as if they were they were. I am alive in you. You make all things new. The heavens have been opened. I know that I am chosen. I am alive in you. God, you are restoring all things to your glory. I am alive in you. Amen. In this Lenten season, we as a village have chosen to focus on reconnecting or strengthening our connection to God. Amen? Amen. To remember the covenant we have committed. To remember the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. To remember that our covenant connection demands actions. To remember that God has made all things new. In today's scripture, we find that that, that God is saying, behold, the days are coming when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant I made with their fathers, for they broke that even though I was committed, I was a husband to them. But this covenant, which I will make with the house of Israel in those days, uh, I will put that law within them on their heart, I will write it. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. In this scripture, God says, Behold, I will make all things new. Behold, uh, God said, in, in, in the past, I kept my end of the bargain, whereas you consistently broke yours, but thank God today for covenant and not contract. You see, contract can be broken. It can be null and void when one person violates it. If one thing goes wrong, I'm out, I'm done, don't call me anymore. That, That would be a contract. But a covenant is a perpetual promise. A covenant goes on in spite of. A, a covenant uh, says that even though you have dropped the ball, my promises are still secure. If we look at this, how many times have we read in Scripture where, where Israel has violated the covenant? How many times have they walked away from God? How many times ha- ha- have they found themselves in positions that they sh- never should have been? We can look at the wilderness. We can look at the call to exile. We can look at all of those places but in all of those things, we also find times where God restored them, where God brought them back, where God brought them to the promised land, where God brought them back to the land that he had promised them. their fathers. You see, the, the, the old covenant was broken, even though God loved them and continually, uh, uh, they continually walked away and violated their promise. But God said, I am preparing a day where newness and covenant will come, which will spark a new heart in the people and and a new spirit according to the prophet Ezekiel, new things according to the prophet Isaiah, and a new type of obedience. This covenant will be sealed once and for all with the blood of the Lamb, and we know that Lamb to be Jesus. And in that day, you will have relationship beyond the veil, You will have access, direct access to me, says the Lord. We know that on that that hill, when Jesus cried out and gave up the ghost, the veil uh, to the holies of holies ripped into symbolic, that access was granted from the least to the greatest. It was, it is this covenant promise that we live in today. Jesus in life. Jesus in death. Jesus, the resurrected Christ, is our example of how to live in this new covenant. Jesus taught us how to love, how to go beyond the borders of what the world says is acceptable and reach our hands out to our brothers and our sisters, even if the world says we shouldn't. He taught us how how to live in grace, how to live in mercy, how to live in forgiveness, how to be selfless. And how to sacrifice Jesus, our example, taught us how to disciple one another, how to minister to the needs of others, and how to build them up and not tear them down. Jesus, our Redeemer, our Comforter, our Savior, ushered us into a new covenant relationship with the Father, with, with, with the love of God written on our hearts and, 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 and on our lips and, and in our actions, we, we find that this new covenant sparks something new in us. And so now it's not because of a list of laws that is written that we love our neighbor. We love our neighbor because it is just in us to do. And we love our neighbor in a new way not because of rules or laws we're trying to follow, but because of the love of Christ, the love of God. I am committed to showing every day of my life that is how and why I love my neighbor. The covenant isn't about me following a list. It is about me living a godly life. When the veil was ripped, God reached out to me. God reached out to you and established a relationship that should develop and mature us past just following rules. I'm reminded of my grandmother in church. When I was younger, she gave me a list of rules before we get out this car, you need to understand these are things you're not gonna do in church. And, And originally, I didn't do those things because she sat very close to me and her pinches hurt. And so I did not want that Holy Ghost pinch but, but after a while, I began to, to adhere to those things that she had given me because I respected my grandmother. I, I saw her, 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 her do those things in the church. I, I saw her do things in the community. I, I began to respect her. and Then eventually that respect grew into the fact that I just loved my grandmother and didn't want to disappoint her. And so I, I began to do those things that I knew was right, and I avoided most of the things that I knew that was wrong not only in the church, but when I got to school and when I was at home and when I was out and about. And quite frankly, even now that I'm no longer in the house where I, uh, uh, that I grew up in, where I lived with my mom and my grandmother, and r- right now, even though my grandmother has gone on, uh, uh, even now when she can't pinch me, so to say, I live my life still adhering to those guidelines because I know it is the right thing to do. I live my life according to those guidelines so that my kids can see it. And whether I'm there to pinch them or not, I don't pinch them. I don't put that on record. Uh, pinch them or not, they, they are able to, to, to grab a hold of these lessons through my example and walk a godly life. You see, uh, uh, today I am not just here to make you feel good, but I am here to encourage you to get busy. My grandmother, possibly your grandmothers, your grandfathers, your mothers, your fathers, your your mentors, a deacon in the church, a usher. Somebody was that person that proverbially pinched you and made you do right initially. It is those lessons that we walk in today that allow us to walk uh, in the manner in which we do. And quite frankly, that is the call that God has given us even in this new covenant he is calling us to get busy in prayer and meditation and reading of the scriptures to build our relationships with Him. He is calling us to get busy telling the story of the gospel to encourage others to build their relationships with Him. He is calling us to get busy in uh, living in love at every step. There was once an old lady... And she she sat in front of a church every day, and she would speak to people as they passed by. And one day, there was this young man that walked past her, and she said, hey, young man, and he kept walking. And the next day, the young man passed by, and she said, hey, young man, and he kept walking. And after about a week of him walking by, she continued to say, hey, young man, and on that blessed day, she said, hey, young man, and he stopped and he said, why won't you give up? Why is it that every time I pass here, you, 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 you want to engage me? You see, I have looked for a thousand different ways to get to where I'm going, but I, I, I have to walk past this church. And every day you say, hey, young man, and it does something to me, but I just can't stop. And the lady said, why would I stop? Why, why, why would I give up? You see, I, was, I, I, I suffered with addiction for years. I lost everything. I lost my family. I left, lost my loved ones. I lost my possessions. But one day I woke up and God spoke to me through a television program. And after I cried and cried, I began to walk and I passed this very church where Sister Johnson was sitting outside and said, Hey, young lady and shared the love of Christ with me and told me she loved me and that God loved me and helped me overcome my problems and over the years it wasn't a short process but she walked with me for years and for years and for years Sister Johnson is gone now she's gone to be with the Lord now and so now it's my turn So hello young man how are you doing and with tears in his eyes, he sat down next to this, this old woman and, 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 and shared with him her story. And what she found was that they had similar struggles. He was battling addiction and he was trying to get back on the right path, but he didn't know who to talk to or what to say. And all of a sudden, she was his TV program, if you will. She began to walk with him through life and, uh, and introduced him to God. She didn't give him a list of rules to follow, but showed him love as they walked in relationship with one another. She was his example of, of how God loves, how, how God extends grace and mercy, how God redeems, how God will make all things new. And soon after this encounter, he accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior. God gave us a new covenant. Jesus gave his life that we might have life and have it more abundantly. It is time for us and this new connection and this renewed connection with God that we are fighting for in this Lenten season to stand up and be all that God called us to be, to be willing to talk to the stranger, to be willing to walk the afflicted to be willing to be in places that that seems so far away once before to to engage in conversations with people that don't look like us that don't sound like us that don't live like us we have to understand that when first Corinthians said that love is patient it's kind it's long-suffering it endures all things it hopes all things it never fails it was not just what uh, we look for in a spouse but it is the very nature and descriptor of who God is and who God desires us to be. Thank you, Lord, for the new covenant. God, we thank you for making all things new, for showing us how to love. Oh God, we thank you, oh God, for writing your laws on our heart. We thank you for being our God and calling us to be your people. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.